1: and subscribe to the podcast.
0: Hi, and welcome back to Two Therapists Talking. I'm David. And I'm Sherry. And we are following up on the last episode where we talked about an equation for sobriety, but we talked about sobriety and what sobriety is. We talked about white knuckling, we talked about recovery. So that Mm -hmm. was sort of the um, introduction to sobriety. And this episode and the next episode, we want to talk more about the equation. Yes. Which I think can be helpful, at least in terms of if you follow along, take notes, write this down, it'll give you really good things to ponder and reflect about.
1: Right. Especially if you've been having a real struggle establishing or maintaining long term sobriety. Right. We're going to say, okay, this is maybe why. Like, look at this equation. Really kind of think about and ponder each of these aspects of it and notice what you might be missing um, in those categories and lean into those spaces
0: more. Yep, exactly. So here's the equation. Um, write this down if you think it'll be helpful. I think it'll be good to see it. Um It's a little
1: bit long, right? It is, yeah.
0: (laughs) Thank you for pointing that out.
1: (laughs) It's not going to be like one plus one equals two. There's a couple of these on here. (laughs) Yes,
0: you're warned. So yeah, it's six factors or items.
1: Right. Which I think is that's important too, because I think sometimes it can be like, why can I not do this? Yeah. What is wrong with me that I can't just stop? And right. it's important to recognize there's a lot of there's factors. There's a lot of things. Yeah, exactly. There are a lot of things that influence this, and we worked really hard to try to cut this down. We try to make it as succinct as possible, but there's just a lot. There's just a lot that goes into it.
0: Yeah, Sherry helped me. This this was a longer list than six when we started. Yeah. But this is good. This is a good where I believe it's at now. So.
1: Yep. Okay. So six things.
0: So here's the equation. Sobriety equals self-worth plus overcoming addiction enabling patterns. That's a long one, I know. (laughs) Plus motivation, plus tools, plus accountability, and finally, plus consequences. So (laughs) it is long, and especially, you know, that second one overcoming addiction enabling patterns, but really important and we really couldn't think of a better way to kind of describe it because you'll see when we talk more about it, but that's a big one. Um, let's talk about each of these now, so that you, as you go right. through it with us, can think about where you're at, your own life, and maybe which of these is getting in the way. So that's the equation, and I believe, and I've seen this, sobriety will do much, much better if we have all of these things all covered. All these things in place. Yes. And it's not an all-or-nothing perfection thing at all. Um, but if you struggled, this will help.
1: Right. Right. And, and I think this is like, this is a great thing to kind of touch on and for you to have in your back pocket to be able to come back to. But I think what you'll probably hear a state over and over again, as we're going through this process is you need a therapist as you're doing this process, you need to have someone outside of you that can point to the blind spots that you may have right. with each of these areas and, um, and I think for a lot of people that are doing twelve step groups and stuff like that, you will start to see some of that. Uh, some of these things are going to show up, and and you're going to be able to work through some of those things as well in your twelve step process right. as you're looking at steps four, five, six, seven, uh, eight, nine. Right? Yes. You're going to see where these different um, aspects come up with that.
0: Right. So let's start with the first one and talk about it. Yeah. Self-worth, it has to start here. You know how we feel about self-worth if you've been listening to these podcasts at all. This is like the cornerstone, the foundation. This is the everything. There must be a baseline sense that you're worth it no matter what. Your value isn't based on what you do now, what you've done. So this concept of separating you know, human being and human doing. And mm-hmm. both are important, um, but worth and value comes from who yes. you are. Yes. And that literally is is probably, in my mind, the most important thing. Um,
1: and if we look at that again, you think back to past episodes. I think this is even related to like our first episode. I yeah, think we uh-huh. talk about self-worth a lot. Yep. Right? That you're, again, your value... Like what you do only determines your quality of life. Right. right. And who you are, that's where your value is related.
0: Right? And, and, and you likely need a lot of work on this one. Yeah. Because Most we all do. do. Yeah, yep. I do. Everybody does. So it's right? like this concept that like I deserve good things because of who I am. Mm -hmm. not what I do, which again, what can be helpful is we resist that until we think of our children or our favorite people, whether that's a friend or a parent or a niece, nephew, whatever. With them, we can go, oh yeah, they do deserve good things.
1: Yes, because they're just a wonderful (laughs) human and being. Uh Yes, yes. But
0: ourselves, not really. It's very hard for us. And so... You see why this is a baseline need for sobriety. Is you just have to believe um, that you're worth it, no matter what.
1: Right. And so, as you're thinking about this and doing that reframing work, again, therapy is super helpful. But also, as you're as you're looking at what do I need to address in this area, you may have a lot of like childhood things that taught you, right? There's abandonment issues, there's childhood trauma, but also I think generally in our culture, we do place a massive amount of value on your doing.
0: For sure. Right. And so
1: sometimes you can really get that message that your worth is tied to your doing simply by growing up in our culture. (laughs) Right. Yep. Right. So.
0: And even in, in religious cultures or conservative yes. cultures, you know, you think of like the Protestant work ethic. Yes. Um, I mean, this is a f- foundational mm-hmm. belief in most of our lives. Yep. And so you've got to earn, you've got to perform. And somewhere along the line that went from like to be successful, let's say, but just right. to be good enough. Yes. Just to be valuable at all.
1: Yes, it definitely shifted from like hey your quality of life is going to be better, you're work going to be hard successful. And you, can, you can
0: achieve things. Yes. Now it's like if you don't work hard or yes. you're not accomplishing in certain ways, mm-hmm. you're just not Not worth enough. It. Yeah. Yeah. Oh sad, right? You think about your poor children and you're like, "Oh boy, I really want to make yes. sure I <laughs> challenge this concept for them and talk a lot about it."
1: Yes, but all of us, I think yeah. pretty much all of us will carry that. And then if you have those additional pieces of childhood trauma, childhood abandonment, those types of things, that's really going to gonna show up and make this even more complicated to, uh, to eliminate so that you have that just baseline self-worth.
0: And this is definitely where therapy is going to come in. I mean, right. if there's abuse or neglect or adoption or divorce. Mm -hmm. It's like a given that time needs to be spent here. And with a professional, I think it would move a lot faster.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Which is where we want to be, right? Right. Like I think there's resistance to therapy sometimes that, oh, like I can do this on my own, but really when we get down to it, it's like, okay, yeah, you probably can in maybe 30 years, right? (laughs) Like to get through all the things that you've already Uh Cause it takes so long to find your blind spots and so long right. to like figure out what those tools are on your own. So if you're hoping to maintain um, some long-term sobriety sooner than that, like this may be a great thing to step into some yes. therapy with someone who can help you Absolutely. with those issues. And that I think goes right into our next one, which is overcoming those addiction enabling patterns this is just a real given for needing therapy uh, around.
0: Yeah, this one of all of these, probably it's the hardest to see yourself. Yes. And the things that you do.
1: Yeah. And I think this one goes way back to when did your addiction start? When did all these things start? And for a lot of people, we're looking at eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 yeah. years old. Yep. Well, what happens when you start using something else to uh, escape, to make yourself feel better when uh, things are distressing? You, you begin to use that instead of actually learning the skills and the tools right. Um, to process that in a healthy manner, right. to heal those issues that are coming up, and you just go to a place of of escape or, um, or cover up or numbing out or whatever. Right. So now you're an adult, and now you don't... your
0: brain's fully developed. Yep,
1: yep, and you don't have any of these skills and tools for the right. last you know two decades because you've been using that to numb out. Right. Right. And so now if you want to maintain long-term sobriety, you have to go back and learn all of those skills and tools. You have yep. to go back and heal all of those hurts that your body will just automatically go, Oh, this is distressful. Like I know what to do. Right. We, we go to addiction. We go to that pattern right. to, to help us Num out and to feel okay again about our lives in the world, right? So this is really, um, I think, self worth is David's number one, and this for me is the number one. Is you've got to get through and work through all of those types of things because your brain is so wired now to go to a space of uh, fix it with addiction right. that. You have to go back and and pull all of that apart, heal all of those past things and, um, and learn the skills and tools to, to work through anything that's coming up in the future. And so you want to be aware of patterns of resentment, patterns of justification or rationalization. Uh, If you do 12 step work, you'll recognize the acronym HALT BS, which is all these feelings that are, that then lead down to an addictive space. Right. So that's hurt, anger, anger. I'm like a Uh, (laughs) l, (laughs) lonely,
0: (laughs) tired, Tired, bored and sad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so all of those, those feelings, those negative feelings will kind of stick you back into that pattern. So because you didn't learn the skills and tools to, um, what do I do when I feel hurt? Right. right. What right. do I do when I feel lonely? How do I process through that? How do I work through my emotions and my feelings? Oh, well you just go act out cause then you feel better. Right. Right. So you have to learn again, those skills and tools. You have to look at your childhood trauma, look at the different hurts that you've experienced, um, and heal those in order to maintain a long-term sobriety.
0: Right. And you definitely want to approach this from a very, very compassionate place. Absolutely. One way I kind of describe this is like, so we have two brains, kind of have an outer brain, Mm -hmm. your frontal lobes, higher order, thinking, reasoning. And you have an inner brain, which is a lot more basic. And your inner brain is all about seeking pleasure and avoiding pain. Right, so Mm -hmm. if you're hurting for any reason, your inner brain says, "What can I do just not to feel this?" And it's not moral, right? You have to understand your inner brain doesn't live by any set of values, including your own.
1: That's a prefrontal cortex thing, right? Yeah.
0: And so your your inner brain will push you to do something that's not actually like good for you,
1: yeah, because it does work
0: to not be in intense pain anymore. Exactly. For example, so. What that part of you that's used this, you know, uh, pattern of addiction or acting Mm -hmm. out needs is understanding and compassion. And it's almost like a thank you, a, a gratitude send off, right? It's like, thank you for helping me. Get through some really hard things that I did not have the tools to get through. I'm, I'm 8 yes. or 10 or 12. What do I know about managing emotions in healthy yes. ways? I don't know anything about this. I just And my knew, parents
1: probably weren't <laughs> teaching me about it either.
0: I wasn't getting lessons that I recall. Yes. So I'm having these really strong emotions and I'm feeling alone. I'm feeling rejected. I'm feeling worthless. And this part of me was coming along saying I can help.
1: Exactly. And it,
0: it, it deserves um, gratitude. Right. It's not working anymore, but I have tools as an adult that I can learn to use that I didn't have then. Right. And, and that's why you appreciate it. You have compassion. Um, you know, little kids, when they want something at the grocery store, will fall on the floor and kick and scream. But adults <laughs> don't do that. They don't want something in the grocery store and fall (laughs) and kick and scream, not usually. They've just learned other tools. Yes. Um, And that's all we're doing. We're going to learn other tools that with a fully developed brain, we Mm -hmm. can do a lot better than when we were 10 or 12 or 14. Absolutely. we do this with a lot of stuff. I mean, we're talking about addiction, right? But you think about food, Mm -hmm. you think about depression, anxiety, you think about Mm -hmm. video games or... Um, sports. There's lots of things that become this escape from really hard things. Yep. And so a gentle, compassionate approach, not a really angry, I want to kill you part because look at how you've wrecked my life. Right. This thing likely saved you Yes. in some really difficult situations. You just didn't have the tools.
1: Yes. Oh, I love that so much. And just like we've talked about many times, you know, one of my favorite phrases is if you understand people, they make sense. And this is a great place to do that for yourself. understand what happened you know throughout my growing up years what happened in these situations can i say oh my gosh that makes sense mm-hmm. why i would lean into this space right why my brain would go oh hey like this works amazingly i mean <laughs> yeah. really it is like we're talking about top of the charts in terms of shifting you know what the emotions that you're feeling. Right. Right. Like this is way better than going and riding your bike or reading a good book or getting in the it's tub. There's a lot more you know? dopamine.
0: Yeah. There's a
1: lot more, right? Yeah. And so understanding that that process and and can lead to that space of, oh, it makes perfect sense why I was in those spaces and why this developed so strongly for me. And then working through that. Working through all of those, learning those skills and tools, healing what was hurt, um, and the pain there. It's, it's really, you know, when we talk about, and we've mentioned this many times, right? The addiction is kind of this surface level thing, and this is all the stuff underneath. Right. And as you heal all that underneath, the surface just kind of works itself out.
0: Right. And it's a very gentle way to have an urge or a craving or a trigger or a temptation and say, hey, again, thank you for how you've helped me before.
1: Yes. I have
0: other tools now. Yes. That's all. And these tools actually strengthen They're improve support, my quality of life. <laughs> yeah, my quality of life, my values.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They, they won't leave me afterwards feeling empty and hollow at yeah. best and ashamed, and just terrible at worst. So, you know, I'm just upgrading. I don't throw fits anymore either when I don't get, (laughs) not, you know, on the floor kicking, screaming anyway. Yes. (laughs) So that is a good way to um, approach these addiction-enabling patterns.
1: So we're going to stop there, give you a little bit of time to think about that. And our next episode, we'll start with our next... Uh, next one, which is our motivation.
0: Yep. So please join us. See
1: you then. Thank you for listening to Two Therapists Talking. We look forward to sharing more conversations with you. Connect with us at twotherapisttalking.com or email podcast at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast.